0: Or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 40.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit GenerationUCAN.com.au and use the code Breaking the Barrier for fifteen percent off your first purchase. That's generationyoucan.com.au dot com au. And use the code Breaking the Barrier. Generation you Can, the best choice for
0: steady energy. This podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and thirty day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Breaking the Barrier. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. My name is Andrew Lorenzo, and I have committed myself to pushing my body and mind to their limits in my attempt to run a two-hour and 40-minute marathon by the year 2020. Over the course of my journey, starting in 2018, I've discovered many things about the human spirit that I want to share with all of you. It's my hope that I'll help you reach your true potential and inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. With the help of an amazing community of listeners and speakers, we can all push ourselves harder than we ever have in hopes of breaking the barrier. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. My name is Andrew Lorenzo. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great episode in store for you today. Had a conversation with Courtney Pitaccio about her fitness lifestyle and her journey toward it. So that's going to be an exciting conversation to listen to. Before we get started, I want to give a couple of shout outs, of course, to some of the Breaking the Barrier members who are going above and beyond. Brenda had this to say in the Facebook community group. I have to share. I usually don't, but I'm so bloody proud of myself. I finally got up the courage to try a Zumba class. Now, I have no coordination, and I can't dance to save myself. But I stepped out of my comfort zone and have done two classes by myself, which is a huge achievement in itself. I'm so happy that even though I look like a loser out there, (laughs) I'm giving it a go, and I'm having so much fun. Congratulations, Brenda. That's awesome. Stepping out of your comfort zone. Love it, love it, love it. I love Zumba. And the fun thing about it is, I think, I mean, let's be honest, I think everybody, everybody who does Zumba looks like a loser. And, you know, we just, because we're all just like flailing around to this high pulsating music and we're just having fun. And you know what? L- looking like quote unquote a loser, you know, it just, it, it can be fun. I think that that's one of the great things about being. Children, remember, remember when we were when we were children. And we just did crazy stuff and we didn't care about what other people thought. So that's that's really great. You're breaking your comfort zone in a couple different ways. Obviously, fitness, you know, getting out there and doing something that you're just not caring about what other people think you look like. That's great. So congratulations, Brenda. Well done. Had a couple of breaking the barrier members do a 30 kilometer race over the weekend. So congratulations to Zach and Daryl. Daryl said, I survived. I enjoyed the run. Some tough hills, but overall pretty good. So good to have an awesome event like this on our own doorstep. I think I'll be back next year. Awesome, Daryl. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's one of those things where when when races come up or when you think about races you don't necessarily always think about the ones that are right in your own backyard like for me when i think of a race i think of traveling to melbourne or the gold coast marathon or the new york marathon or you know those those races that are a little ways away but a place like the yu yang's like the mountain ranges right literally next door to us is it's it's a great it's a great thing when when those events come up and you can just Travel to them and, and you can support the local community as well so congratulations daryl awesome job zach had this to say about the same race all done great fun just over three hours and four minutes for the course with nearly 900 meters of climbing not sure we i'll shave five minutes off for next year but we got super lucky with the weather it was perfect melbourne winter day the trails plus event organization and volunteers were top notch Awesome, Zach. And thank you for your recommendation to interview Brett from Trails Plus. I think I'll have to give that a go. But it's always, yeah, it's always a great thing when the weather plays along in a race. You know, I always say to people, the perfect weather for me is if I'm slightly chilly before the race starts, then I know that as I'm racing, I'll warm up and I'll be comfortable. If I'm comfortable before the race starts... I know that I'm probably going to get a little bit too warm, so especially with that Melbourne Marathon last year. And yeah, man, I think, Zach, you're going to have no problem shaving off five minutes because you get crazy fast every time that I see you. So and your training runs are unmatched. So well done, man. I, I can't wait to see the work that you put in for next year. And, and I, I can't wait to start running back with you. So congratulations to everybody in the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. It's really great to see your journey unfold and the things that you're accomplishing. so remember if you want to head over to the Facebook community group all you have to do is head over to the website breakingthebarrierpodcast.com and click on that link at the top of the page to request to join or you can send me a message on Facebook or at Andrew at breakingthebarrierrunning.com and I'll send you a link to request to join that group It's a great place for people to show off a little bit about their journeys and to talk a little bit about their journeys and maybe some of the questions and challenges that they're going through as well. So just a little bit of an update on myself, of course. Speaking of challenges, so still running, obviously. I, I mean, that's good that I start every update with that so far. You know, my injury is is still hanging on, though, unfortunately. I, I set out for a 90-minute run over the weekend, and I had it in my mind that if I could get to at least nine, nine and a half miles at, a, at an easy pace, I'd be I'd be pretty happy with that. Unfortunately, I made it to about 70 minutes. So at about 60 minutes, my knee started acting up. And at 70 minutes, it wasn't excruciating or anything, but it was just enough where I was like, mm, I better stop. I better stop because 20 more minutes of this and it might be a problem. So I stopped at 70. It's kind of a bummer. So I'm, I'm still having a bit of a tricky time getting past that 60-minute mark, but I know I will. But I've had some really, really amazing support on on some of my social media platforms from some of the breaking the barrier community and, and from some of my friends as well. And that's always a great reminder that you're not alone on your journey, or well, I'm not alone on my journey, and there's always going to be people there to support you and 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 let you know that everything's going to be okay and to also let you know that it's okay to just be patient. So shout out to Jody who commented on my Strava, stay strong Andrew, remember it's all about the journey. While the bumps along the way may not be nice, they make the end result all that more rewarding. So true, it's something I always say, it's all about the journey and even myself, even I have to remember that every now and then. Cat had this to say, two things I've learned. It's good to set goals and time frames, but even if you don't meet the time frame, you can still meet your goal. So true. There's no time limit on your goals. You know, just because like for me, for example, with this 240 marathon, I want to run by 2020, even if I don't make it by 2020, it doesn't mean that I won't make it. It just means that I have to reevaluate my timeline and that's okay. Letitia had this to say, coming back from injury is so hard. I can totally relate to what you said. The fear of getting hurt again is always in the back of our minds, making us doubt we'll be where we once were. Keep fighting as I keep telling myself. Giving up is not an option. So true, and it raises an interesting point, doesn't it, that mindset that if that 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 you you're afraid of of the worst thing that can happen and it makes you think maybe if if we constantly are thinking of that worst possible scenario maybe that's what we're manifesting. So maybe it's just, well, maybe it's a big part of of the journey is staying positive, of course. We know that. But maybe there's more to staying positive than than we necessarily thought. It's, it's something that affects you physically and mentally. So if you keep telling yourself that you're afraid that this injury is going to pop up, it's probably always going to pop up. So maybe I've got to start telling myself that I'm healed and that everything's fine and see how that goes start manifesting that I've, I've spoken about that a little bit before i think i'm going to have to put that into the breaking the barrier podcast episode list at some point point. and then dean had this to say be patient and stay positive same kind of message got to be patient got to be positive it's going to take you on the long haul and it's going to get you to where you want to be Simon, it's going to be a great conversation. Of course, she's the owner-operator of Train Hard, Live Happy, and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about her challenges along the way, what some of her philosophies are, and we're also going to touch on a major loss that she had in her life that really fueled her passion for fitness. So, moving on to a bit of an update about moi, about me, still running, still working hard. You know, uh, my runs are getting longer. I seem to be having a bit of a problem getting past the sixty to sixty-five minute mark at the moment. Once I hit that point, I my my knee starts to niggle a little bit, uh, and it's not every time. It's not every time, but you know my, my runs are getting longer, so it's just it's just a question of when that's going to go away. So I'm I'm continuing to focus on my strength training and 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 staying positive as well. So this past weekend I had my longest run to date. So it was an 85 minute run and you know it went really well for the first 60 minutes. First 65 minutes I was keeping at a really easy pace so a 10 minute mile pace about a little over a 6 minute kilometer pace and it was going fine. My problem. Now I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get real with you. I'm going to be honest. My problem is that I always Especially on the treadmill, I pick up the pace and I do too. I, I go too hard every now and then, and you you can actually if you're if you're following me on Strava, you can actually see where things start to go wrong. So okay, so I did a slow six mile progression, right? As you know, progression runs are my favorite runs. I shouldn't use those for my easy runs. So I start out at about eleven minute mile, and then by six miles, I'm running a nine. Something mile, maybe 910 or something mile. So I start out at about a seven minute kilometer and I end up at around a 530 kilometer. And that's always that point where I start to feel it in my knee. So that six mile progression was actually supposed to be an 85 minute run. And what happened was I got to about 60, 65 minutes, that six mile mark, and I, my, my knee started niggling. So the final 20, 25 minutes, I used it as a jog walk. Uh, and the lesson to be learned here is is, and I've said I've been saying this on the past couple of weeks, and I'm I'm really trying to implement it is to keep your easy runs easy, keep your recovery runs recovery. Don't do progression. Don't do stupid stuff. Don't do sh- stuff that I do. I'm gonna end up learning it the hard way. So I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and just put up a slower run on Strava. And you know it's actually an interesting it's an interesting thing there you know strava and 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 you know things like the the running apps and all that stuff they're a good thing for tracking your progress, but I feel like if you've got a certain type of personality, you can run into trouble you can run into some serious trouble, and that's my problem because my ego doesn't want me to put up a a run that's you know any more than a five thirty to five forty five kilometer pace run, but my <laughs> What's the line from Top Gun my ego's writing checks that my body can't cash and that's that's basically happening right now so i've got to start to relax a little bit and you know i'm trying you know it's it's a big it's a big deal that i'm allowing "quote unquote myself to put up a mile on strava that's an 11 minute mile" You know, even though it goes from 11 minute down to nine, but putting up that 11 minute mile, that's that's tough for me. And I know nobody cares. I know nobody judges me and I know I'm not running for anybody else, but it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting phenomenon, something like that. And I, I'd be really interested to talk to anybody who experiences that, where you know your run is going to go on Strava and you know that you set some kind of a you've set some kind of a bar for yourself as a runner and feeling like you're going to drop below that you feel maybe like you're disappointing people or that people are going to judge you for going slow is that does anybody else feel like that i'd be interested to i'd be interested to hear about it maybe we could talk about it on the podcast like do a group interview and talk about why it is that we feel like we have to put up good numbers on strava when really we're only running for ourselves i mean none of us are elite runners None of us are, uh, uh, you know, Olympians. I mean, yeah, maybe some of us have desires and dreams to be, but I think for the for the most part, people listening to this podcast are probably not, you know, elites, right? We're, we're middle of the pack, back of the pack. Maybe there's a few front of the pack runners, but I feel like we all probably run for ourselves. We don't run for sponsors. We don't run for the cash rewards. So it's – yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon I'd like to talk about is is putting up things on Strava that y- you – putting things up on Strava that you shouldn't feel like you need to worry about. So that's that's something that I'm trying to struggle with at the moment. Well, I'm not trying to struggle with. I'm, I am struggling with it. So yeah, okay, long story short, maybe it's too late for that. But yeah, you can see where that – those – my runs start. I, I get niggly when I start picking up the pace too much and what's happening is I'm, I'm picking up that pace too much too often, and I'm not doing my recovery runs and my easy runs. So I'm putting this out there in the universe. I'm going to try a little bit harder to not care about what Strava says. Okay, so that's my that's my main update. Anyway, so again, I still have high hopes. You know, once once my running coach starts putting back speed workouts in, I'm actually going to see if I can get him to organize that my speed workouts are on Tuesday and Thursday so I can join my buddies at the track. Uh, I want to get back to park run, but the past few weeks have been crazy, like I said. Um, you know, whether I'm filming or booking new jobs or working on different projects, it's just not worked out that I've been able to get to park run in the past few weeks. And I miss that. I miss that running community, you know. I I feel a little bit isolated at this stage. You know, I'm still talking to everybody and but it's yeah it's it's an interesting it's another interesting phenomenon is the running community it's you know I've spoken about it so many times before it's nothing new but um excuses and and all that good stuff
1: count me in.
0: this person they've got celebrity chefs and tons of money it's like well no I I don't have any of that and I can stay fit right so anyway so um before we go off on another (laughs) tangent Um so what have some of the major challenges been in your life in terms of fitness and 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 motivation and that sort of thing and this might actually lead into the next section I'm not sure
1: Okay probably
0: mm.
1: So as far as fitness uh to be honest in the beginning when I was trying to start my fitness journey I wanted you know a female role model that seemed like someone I wanted to Be like, I guess that's kind of what a role model is for. Not that Mm -hmm. I wanted to look like them specifically, but I don't know, someone I could relate to that they show their story. And I honestly do not mean this in a negative way, but seeing pretty much every single competitive, like female bodybuilder or like the bikini competitors, they all get in really good shape, but then get fake boobs because it like (laughs) makes the appearance and yeah. I'm like that's like not me like that I don't know like I wanted I don't know it just like didn't click
0: and so I feel like putting this out there is a good thing because when you're a new runner or when you're a runner you're just excited about the information so let's put it down let's get it out there so firstly I want to talk a little bit about the distances so obviously I go back and forth between kilometer and mile so okay so a kilometer is a thousand meters a 5k is 5,000 meters. So a 5 kilometer race is 5,000 meters. That's equal to 3.1 miles. An 8K race is equal to about 5 miles, just under 5 miles. So that's 8,000 kilometers. And a 10K, a 10 kilometer race, that's 10,000 meters, is equal to 6.2 miles. So a kilometer is 1,000 meters. A mile is 1,600 meters. Now, once you start working out the distances, you'll be amazed by how fast you can convert them. Easy way to think about it, a 1,000 meters, a mile is 1,600 meters. So basically one lap around a standard track is 400 meters. So if you do four laps, that's one mile, 1,600 meters, there you go. 800 meters, of course, is a half mile. And that's two laps around the track. So when you do speed workouts, for example, if you're doing 800 meter repeats or 400 meter repeats, all you have to know is that one lap around that track is 400 meters. Or if you're doing something like a Yasso 800, you know that you're doing 800 meter runs. And that's equivalent to a half mile. All right, moving on to some more sporty terms. So I use the terms aerobic and anaerobic quite a bit. As well as anaerobic threshold so aerobic is used to refer to running or other exercise at an intensity that's sufficiently easy for your respiratory and cardiovascular systems to deliver all or most of the oxygen required by your muscles and slow enough that lactic acid doesn't build up in your muscles so you can usually sustain an aerobic say run for longer periods of of time provided you have the endurance to go longer distances so aerobic exercise is there to help your body become more efficient at delivering oxygen and to build up that that base of running anaerobic is used to refer to running or other exercise at an intensity that makes it impossible for your respiratory and cardio- cardiovascular systems to deliver all or most of the oxygen required by your muscles and fast enough that lactic acid builds up. And this is what's going to produce that tired, that heavy feeling. Usually in anaerobic pace, you can't hold it very long. So when you look at your garment, if you have a garment at the end of your run, you'll see those numbers, you know, say you've spent 6.2 whatever in the aerobic heart rate and 2.2 in the anaerobic heart rate. So basically the anaerobic is something that you can't, you can't hold, right? It's something that's going to be A shorter distance. These are usually things that you would find on a speed workout, you know, working on your anaerobic threshold. And that's that transition between aerobic and anaerobic running. Now, if you run at these paces, whether it's anaerobic or aerobic, you may experience what's called the next term, a bunk, also known as hitting the wall. So of course, hitting the wall is that nasty feeling similar to what you would feel like if you physically ran into a wall. It just basically stops you dead in your tracks. And what happens is your muscle glycogen stores become depleted. And so you feel fatigued, dizzy, nauseous, all that fun stuff. So it's really important, especially on a long run, that you are fueling correctly. So I'll take a second and talk about Generation UCAN. So Generation UCAN, of course, is the fuel that I use to help prevent me from bonking or hitting the wall. They use that patented super starch formula. And- um, yes. So I had the pleasure of meeting him when, when we first met.
1: Amazing,
0: mm-hmm. amazing man. I mean, <laughs> the guy was a, a triple threat, <laughs> you know? I'm mean, well, He's like a quadruple threat, real threat. Bodybuilder, the race start. I'll have that protein-enriched powder, and I'll mix it with a little bit of chia seeds and water, and I'll have it like a little bit of a pudding, about – 15, 20 minutes before the race starts, I'll have a half a generation you can bar. Now, I'll have the chocolate peanut butter flavor. Those are my favorite. I recommend freezing them or refrigerating them so that they don't get all crumbly on you. But I'll have a half of one of those bars and then another half every, say, 10 kilometers or 60 minutes, whichever comes first. And, And I'll keep that going throughout my run. And I have not hit a wall since my first marathon. Because of fueling with Generation UCAN. Can, I I owe it all to them. So if you want to get in on that, you can visit GenerationYouCan.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. That's all one word, Breaking the Barrier, for fifteen percent off your first order. I highly recommend the sample pack. It's about $45. It's got a little bit of everything in it. And if you're interested and want to know a little bit more about how to use the product, just send me an email, send me a message, and uh, I'll give you my recommendations for it. All right, moving back into some of the terms, we'll move into chip time. So chip time is a reference to the chip that's in That's programmed into your runner identification, whether that's a bib. Some races use a chip that you attach to your shoelaces. I know the Spartan, we had those little Velcro um, strap things that we put on our ankles. And what this does is it sends a signal to an electronic reading device. And it's generally tied into those little speed mats that you see on the race course. So they'll, they'll look like these little speed bump looking things. And that will basically track how you're going throughout the race. This also allows other people to track you on the running apps. And these are generally, if if they're like a strap or something that goes onto your shoelace, you'll have to give them back. Uh, the race bibs generally you don't have to give back, but they will record your time automatically as you go through. Chip time will be your official time of the race because sometimes in a race, especially like a bigger race, like the Melbourne Marathon, for example, it might be you know, anywhere from 30 seconds to 10 minutes before you actually cross the start line when the race starts. So your race time won't actually start until you cross that start line. It won't start. Say if the race starts at seven o'clock in the morning and you don't cross the line till 7.05, your time isn't going to start at seven. Your time is going to start at 7.05. This next term is something that you might hear every now and then. And it's, the term is Clydesdale. So a Clydesdale refers to a weight challenged runner, so a a larger framed runner. And it's I don't know how I feel about this term. It kind of I feel like it's kind of negative, but whenever you hear somebody refer to a runner as a Clydesdale, that is a an over a, a larger framed runner. The term DNF, uh DNF as in frank, Stands for did not finish. So this is for anything that goes. Now, I've talked about this a few times on the podcast before. DNF refers to a time where you start the race, but you can't finish it, whether it's because of injury, sickness, or any other type of emergency or something that comes up dns s S as in sally did not start so of course those of you who heard my interview with henry howard henry howard was an example of a dns so he had some issues come up with his abdominal his emergency abdominal surgery and he had to dns that race he couldn't start the race so dns is similar to a dnf did not finish but you're not actually starting the race DOMS, D-O-M-S, that is also known as delayed onset muscle soreness. Now this is that annoying little soreness that comes a few days, maybe 48 hours after the initial workout. I say it's annoying because you'd say do a long run on Sunday and then Monday you feel fine, but then Tuesday you wake up and you can't walk and it's like you've gone to hell. (laughs) That's what delayed onset muscle soreness is. Uh, it's normal. Don't freak out about it. It just, it takes the the time for the lactic acid to settle and do its thing in your body, and it makes you sore a little bit later. An elite runner is an athlete who's reached the highest level in his or her sport. So those of you who do fuel with Generation UCAN, you, you know that Meb Kifleski, the elite runner, is somebody who also fuels with Generation UCAN. Elliot Kipchoge is the elite runner who's going to do the breaking two uh, experiment well it's not called the breaking two experiment anymore but he's going to go for that you know sub two hour marathon shalane flanagan a famous elite american runner so elite runners are those that generally will finish in those crazy fast times in the marathon fartlek we've talked about this now fartlek of course is swedish for speed play and that's a variable pace of you know mixing up your speed So it's just a creative way to increase speed and endurance. It's not really planned. You're running along and you decide, ah, for the next 30 seconds, I'm going to speed up by uh, 30 seconds to a minute per pace, per kilometer. And you do that and it makes your run a little bit more exciting and it helps you build up your endurance and your speed efficiency. Intervals, of course, we've talked about intervals before. So, intervals are training in which you repeat short, fast bursts or repetitions, usually from anywhere from 200 to 1600 meters. 1600 meters is a little bit at the top end of the spectrum. I know some people, including myself, do two to three mile repeats. I wouldn't necessarily call these intervals, I'd more call them repeats. But anything 200 to 1600 meters, you can, you can, Call it an interval, and any any interval is generally followed up by jogging or walking recovery, and these are great to build up your speed and endurance. Junk miles—you might hear people talk about junk miles. Again, it's one of those terms that kind of isn't very fair because junk miles generally refer to an easy pace inserted into your program, or you know, just a slower recovery run. Now. Some people debate the value of junk miles, blah, 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 but I think that you need them. Junk miles are generally those easy and recovery runs that, you know, they don't generally, they're not there to increase your pace. They're not there to increase your threshold. They're just there to, you know, get your body moving, keep you nice and limber, and get your muscles moving. Lactic acid is the substance which forms in the muscles as a result of the incomplete breakdown of glucose. Lactic acid is that. Awesome thing that causes muscle fatigue and sore muscles. So if you work out for a a longer time, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna cause your muscle soreness, whether you're whether you're lifting weights or you're running or doing anything else. Marathon, of course, the marathon is that twenty six point two mile glory fest (laughs) and a mass there somewhere.
1: And I remember in the fifth grade there like the guys were having an arm wrestling contest and i was like i can beat them i did it <laughs> but i was like i will by monday cuz i was like going to my dad's for the weekend so-
0: part we're going to kind of sprint through it because it's nice and flat or for this part of the hill we're going to just go really nice and easy and so if you break your runs into sections it can it can make it seem a lot less long so it's like 3